So, what were we going to talk about? We were going to say... is anywhere but here my name's maria my name's tom and we are two reluctant residents of greensboro north carolina who yeah. want to talk about it and want to talk about it with other reluctant residents of greensboro <laughs> and kind of explore our accidental love for the city yeah it'll be great i'm excited i'm very excited we're gonna have guests and then you and i are gonna talk for hours many many hours <laughs> so many hours we're looking forward to it this is luke thompson and you're listening to free pizza podcast Pizza, your platform for creatives, and today we have the amazing Haley Motzinger here. What's up, Haley? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. At 8 a.m. I think <laughs> this might be the earliest I've done a podcast. Oh, it's an honor. Yeah, which is kind of my fault because I texted you like, hey, you know we had <laughs> nine, but is there any way we can do eight? And you just like, let's I'm get up it. for anything. A full pot of coffee, let's go. And also... Thank you for that, by the way. I walked in. <laughs> me, I walked into this cozy home. We're in Winston-Salem right now. We're in Haley's house, her sunroom, actually. And when I rolled up, I was like, okay, is this like a duplex, whatever? And then I was like, this, Haley, this is all mine. Me and my sisters. And we're here. She's got coffee. Got her water bottles. And Shorty's here, the dog. Mm-hmm. And we're in a cozy room. So everyone listening who wants to be on the show, like, this is this is it. She did offer me a Pop-Tart. <laughs> And I didn't have time for a gourmet breakfast. It's 8 a.m. I think that there should be a whole spread of just eggs and pancakes. It's fine, though. It's next whatever. time. The next podcast. <laughs> but no, Haley is insane. Uh, I know her through Emily. You were Emily's roommate for a little while. So, mm-hmm. Emily, you're probably listening. Hello, <laughs> Emily. How you doing? Hi, Emily. Um, but Haley is an actress and a board member um, at Camel City Playhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the second person I've done who's in the theater element. Um, so I'm very excited about that. But before we get there, we have an icebreaker question <laughs> that you have read and now I have not read. So I'm going to let you read that for us and we'll, we'll get it going. Okay. So the question is, if you were able to live to the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30 year old for the last 60 years of your life, which would you want? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. I feel. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I feel. Like, I definitely want to retain the mind of a 30-year-old okay. until I'm 90. I want to stay sharp. Yeah, okay. that feels like a, an easy one for me. Okay, the mind. But what if you go to 90, but you have all the wisdom from those years? What if you had the body of a 30-year-old with the mind of a 90? Oh, but I was, I guess, thinking, like, what if I'm 90 and I'm not sharp and I can't remember things? Okay. Because oh. that sounds really sad and scary. Okay, good point. Okay, yes. We read, see, we read that differently. That's a good thing, though. That's a good thing. I do. I'm with you on that. So you really have the mind of a 30-year-old. Okay. Uh, yeah, I still think I could be wise at 90, having 90 years of experience, but I'm still sharp like a 30-year-old. Okay. I think. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this, this is interesting. Only because I say this. In this, I'm using my grandmother as an example. Mm-hmm. She's 94. Oh, my gosh. Sharp as a tack. 
Okay, well, I, I want what she has. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's it's kind of insane because every time I see her every week, I go there every Wednesday. She's in Jamestown. And I don't know. It's so wild. She literally is up and at She remembers everything really? from my childhood, from her childhood, just all of it. I'm just like, what? That's amazing. How in the world? So reading that question, I kind of she popped into my brain. Oh. I was like, imagine her with the body of a 30-year-old still being able to like run around and yeah. do her thing, you know. But I still see your point, too. Yeah. Because you're right. A lot of 90 year olds, usually, that's usually kind of when you're, if you're that, if you're that, like you lived to 90 years old, you're right. kind of when it's kind of deteriorating. So I know you have a point. You have a good well, point. Maybe I shouldn't have jumped to that conclusion. Yeah. I might be canceled by the 90 year old community. Ageism. <laughs> I'm sorry, 90 year olds. Ageist. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think most people reading that probably would have jumped to what you said, though. Yeah. For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the beauty of these questions. Everyone has a different thought process. Yeah, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But yes, so let's get into the juice of it, my friend. Mm-hmm. You are an actress. I've not seen you um, act yet, but I do want to go to the play you're in now. You're practicing yeah. for now. Um, what's it called? It's called The Thin Place. The Thin Place. Yeah, it's being put up by uh, Spirit Gum Theater Company. Perfect. And yes, I'll definitely try to get a ticket for you because yes. it's a lot of fun. It's a spooky show opening in October, so yes. perfect timing. Emily, you're coming. Emily's <laughs> See coming you there, down. Emily. Yes. So let's go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Just tell us where you're from and then how we got into this this acting world. Yeah, I'm from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Damn right. <laughs> and I guess I got started acting, you know, probably you're in elementary school and you do little plays. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> like everyone does. Um, but I, I really took to it. And I think maybe when I started getting like 12, 13 years old, I'm like, no, wait, I'm actually kind of good at this, maybe. Ooh, yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I don't know where it came from because my parents are pretty sporty. Um, okay. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's really interesting that, you know, me and my sister both are into the arts and we're both actors. And <gasps> really? Yeah, we're like the same person. <laughs> okay, shout out to Emily. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's interesting that this just kind of you know, came from us. Our parents didn't, you know, teach us or really introduce us to this world. We introduced it to them and, and now they love it. Um, but yeah, I just started in school, um, started taking it more seriously in high school. I had such a good director in high school, um, who was like, really, he took his job very seriously and you could tell he loved it and he put on, you know, amazing shows. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it started. That's amazing. So you said 12 or 13 years old, we took it seriously. This is middle school. Well, yeah. that you had like that initial like, oh, this is kind of what I want to do. Yeah, it was a, there was a church camp. Okay, I was going to ask week. you if there was any church involved. Of course, of okay. course there were church plays. <laughs> yes. Um, there was like a week-long camp. And um, I just remember there was this part I wanted. It was of a French chef. <laughs> And I remember the line, I said, the heart of the kitchen, the oven. And I was like, oh, I think I can do this. <laughs> and the rest is history. That's amazing. And now Haley is offering me Pop-Tarts. Anyways. Um... <laughs> That's where it's <laughs> That's amazing, though. And this was at the church camp. This is the yeah. church play. And I say this because I was also in church plays too. So I, really? I know, yeah, I was. You know, we played, you know, the Christmas play. You know, the the, the thing. Don't do that. I was not. I, I was not good sweet. at it. I was not good at this. This is this is this is all you. Oh, I don't believe that. <laughs> so you played that. So what about at 12, 13 years old? What about that really got your interest? Like you being able to jump into a different character. You getting there. With, 
you getting able to play pretend? Like, what really got you pumped about it? I think what has always been so important to me has been storytelling. Um, As we've already been talking about the different books that we've been reading this year and how important that is to us, I've always been a reader. I've always loved a story. And being an actor, you are telling a story. You know, you're putting it up for the world to see. Very true. Um, So that is what really excites me. And now at this age, I like to do... You know, classic stories, um, A Streetcar Named Desire, A Midsummer Night's Dream are shows that I've recently done. And I just feel like, you know, there's something that's just going to live forever. You know, those are two classics. And it's like, oh, now I'm a part of it. Now you're in it. Yeah. So storytelling, I think that's what draws me to it. I love that. So obviously, did you come home to your parents and were like, this is, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. Or did it just kind of just naturally... You know, I never had to make a choice until I got a little bit older. You know, as a kid, my parents were up for anything I wanted to do. I was doing sports and dancing and little plays. um, And you don't really have to make a choice until I was like 15, 16. And it's like, okay, you can't be on the softball team and in the spring musical. (laughs) You have to pick one. (laughs) So that's when, you know, I, I had those converse, conversations and, you know, they were up for whatever I wanted to do. Yeah, it's cool that they, that you had their support, you know, through this. They are my cheerleaders, you know, to this day. Absolutely. So yeah. you did dabble a little bit in sports before you kind of... Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, that so, was huge for me. So softball mm-hmm. and... Volleyball, volleyball. For a little bit, but mostly softball. Ooh. Can you still play today? It's been a while. Honestly, I would love to get back on the field, but I'd probably be embarrassed at like how much I've lost. <laughs> It'd be kind of sad. Understandable, understandable. <laughs> um, okay, just jump into this. So in high school, you went to Lefford. Yes. Which is insane because I wasn't terribly far from that school. I went to Central, so we kind of, mm-hmm. I knew a lot of people who went to Lefford as well. Yeah. Um, and you got into the, the, the plays there. So tell us about mm-hmm. their experience and kind of, you know, yeah, I know it's probably very near oh, and dear. Oh, it's so special that yes. time. Um, the director was Bob Dye, mm-hmm. who I adore. Um, and yeah, the um, the first play that he cast me in, it was also like my first, I guess, big leading role um, once I was in high school. It was Agatha Christie's And Then There Were None. Um, so mm. it was a perfect like murder mystery that we did Halloween weekend. So, like, spooky vibes. I loved everything about that show, and that that show is what confirmed for me, like, oh, this is what I want to do, like, all the time. Ooh, yes. (laughs) I'm not familiar with that title. Was that, we had, like, a major character, so you played Agatha? No, Agatha Christie's the writer, and I played the character. Her name is Vera Claythorne. Okay. Um, and it's such a good story. It's ten people go to this island. They've all been invited for different reasons, um, and one by one they start getting killed off. And oh. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's so good. Classic murder mystery. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> did you did you die in the play? I didn't die in the play. What? <laughs> no, the the play is written to have kind of a romantic ending. So oh. me and my love, we made it out alive. Wow. Wait, yeah. there's a photo on you of you on Instagram with the guy in a tank top. Was that? No, this is this that is was recent. a streetcar named Desire. Okay, this is high school. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're not quite there. <laughs> yeah, we're not, we're not there yet. Okay. 
Awesome. So you did that, and that was the first kind of major mm-hmm. one you did. So obviously, you're like, this is awesome. I, do I loved it. A bunch of lines. You were like... Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. So you did that first one, and what, what year was this? That was my sophomore year. It was the second year of high school. Yes. It was like 2012. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tell us about maybe the, the behind the scenes of that. So was it, I guess, in the high school world, were you doing like after, after school stuff, before school? Like, mm-hmm. how was it? practicing and getting ready for these roles yeah so it was you know school lets out at three o'clock and so I guess I was doing rehearsal probably like 3 30 to 5 30 like six every day? every day every day but Friday oh my god so this mm-hmm. is that's pretty intense for, for a high school yeah yeah we had a director that took it so seriously and like I said he loved what he did so he was like we're we're going to put up a good show like yeah. we're putting in the hours well they're pretty strict on fires like you need to be here every single every single day yeah and you know, that wasn't an issue, especially for that cast. Everyone was, it was a small cast and everyone was so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't an issue, you know, having everyone there and dedicated to it. Absolutely. And it's where we wanted to be. Yeah, exactly. I'll, yeah, you, you wouldn't be there if you didn't want to be. Yeah. Of course. Um, and did, were, everyone's seen that the school, the movies and TV shows are like people trying out for plays and then going up to the door and see if you got whatever you, was it like that? It's exactly like that. It was in school. Yeah, it was a cast list was posted on the wall. Oh, my God. So it's like walking down the long hallway to get to the list, and your heart's just like beating out of your chest. Oh, my God. Yeah. So did you get the part you wanted? Oh, yeah. No way. Yeah, Vera Claythorne. I would love to play that part today um, because, I mean, I was 15, 16 when I did that show. Uh, I think I could do it better now. No, of course. <laughs> so yes. I'd love another crack at it. That's a great character. That's amazing. And usually was it, how many plays did you do per year in high school? Um, they always did a fall, like straight play, and then a spring musical. Whoa, so we're mm-hmm. in a musical world too. Well, I was in high school just because like I wasn't going to let an opportunity pass me by. Smart. Like if I could be on stage, I was doing that. Um, but nowadays I wouldn't be in a musical. A musical? Oh, I'm not singing in front of anybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> so can you sing? No. I don't believe that. I think we need to go find the tapes from those musicals. Oh, gosh. And see what's up. I know your parents probably filmed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they have some footage. <laughs> we need to dig that up. Anyways, <laughs> she did this all throughout high school. You did through sophomore year through senior year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, tell us about the senior year. It's probably a vital year. Um, yeah. It's probably a big play for your senior year. So oh, it was like... a little heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. let's talk about it. Well, the final... Um, musical that year and yes I say I don't sing I I did it well enough to get good parts in musicals exactly I just don't do it now exactly um but the the final musical we did it was called Curtains it was another murder mystery okay murder mysteries there's a theme yeah and uh it was a murder mystery musical really cute and fun um but when that show closed I just it was, it's embarrassing how hard I cried, like, in oh, front of people. No. Oh, I was just crying my eyes out, because that was, you know. That was the last, yeah. that was your last, you put in so much time and mm-hmm. sweat and tears, and you've done it for three or four years at that point, yeah. so, well, in high school, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm sure it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> Very bittersweet. Yeah, bittersweet, you know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, what is preparation like for you getting to these characters, even, like, at that age? Like, how are you, because it takes oh, a lot of, gosh. I feel like a shift for you to jump into a character so is there mm-hmm. any like practices you did back then that helped you well i then and now you know i can be kind of 
type A. I'm I'm a student, you know. I I study hard. I uh, you know, I made sure I knew all the technical stuff, you know. I I go prepared. I know my lines. Um, it's you know, getting older. I'm learning more. You know, it's good to be less type A and kind of more free flowing and yeah. maybe not so strict with myself on stage. Um, but that's, I think, you know, my my comfort zone is to, you know, boom, boom, boom. I know all my stuff. Uh, I was I was coming prepared because that was my whole life. I was studying it constantly. That makes sense, actually. <laughs> Were you also looking at, I guess going to play yourself and maybe studying up on different actors were you also yeah. doing that yeah and so in addition to you know these shows that we would put on and we would rehearse in the evenings we were also taking theater classes during the day oh yeah um, that's right and cool. yeah it was they were such great classes and the bob he really made sure that we knew all kind of sides of things mm-hmm. um like our sophomore year was dedicated to learning set design and mm-hmm. then third year we learned a lot about playwriting and then fourth year is when we really dug into acting and we were reading um you know like an actor prepares um stuff like that so we got a really like well-rounded education in it no way mm-hmm. and I actually did hear that a lot of people who are in this uh the theater world like you have to be able to do set designs and set things up. You have to do kind of do everything to really, yeah, before you can get to the acting sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that was so fun, too. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. being fully involved. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, where's that shorty? Sorry, <laughs> no, you're good, you're good, you're good. Um, that's phenomenal. So, after you finished the last play, the last musical, mm-hmm. obviously, you were very sad. Did you think that back then that you would still continue? this journey of being in this in this in this world so i went after high school i went to app state you did did, yes yeah and i actually i went in uh, my major initially was english i was studying literature um just you know like i said storytelling was huge for me and you know i was thinking maybe i would study that become like a literature professor Mm -hmm. um and do that sort of thing I didn't study. I didn't major in theater or anything. I got involved when I could. I was in um, a like student-led production of Legally Blonde. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but in college, I really, it wasn't um, as heavy into theater as all like high school was. Really? Yeah, I missed it. <laughs> was there, and there was obviously a theater aspect at App. Mm-hmm. Was there a reason why you didn't want to pursue I think I was scared of Mm. putting all my eggs in that basket and, you know, just the hustle that goes into it. I just didn't know if that was for me and I was hesitant. Okay. Okay. We'll get better than that in a second. Yeah. I'll ask you, of course, (laughs) if you, uh, anyways, so you did Legally Bond. Yes. (laughs) Let's talk about that for a second before we move on. So how how was setting that up? Oh my gosh. I love that show. I will say, I think um, the movie turned musicals, they're a little overdone these days. Let's have some original shows. Very fair. But Legally Blonde is an incredible musical. I'll defend it <laughs> until my last day. Okay, I've seen it posted. I think, did Tanger get it? Or is getting it? I think, I think it. Maybe. I think they are doing a tour. 
You think so? Sometimes soon, so it might come to Tanger. I know in New York, I used to see it plastered all over Times yeah, Square. Yeah, it's so. so much fun. Okay, okay. Yeah. And usually when you do that on like a, a college level, do you is it the same script as they would be doing at the, the big yeah. level? So it's the same thing? Just about anywhere, you know, you would have to apply to get the rights of the show. The rights. Yeah. Gotcha. So once you get the rights, you get the script and the music and everything. That's, oh, they send you, they you everything. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, this yeah. production, we didn't have a live band. We just had the music. That makes a lot of sense when you have to get, like, I guess, legal reasons to get mm-hmm. permission. You can't just do it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you could get in trouble for that. Gotcha. <laughs> Did not know that. I thought yeah. you could just be like, oh, no, we're going to do Cursed Child or whatever. It's just like, nah, you can't do that. Nope. <laughs> Which, have you seen Cursed Child? I haven't. I heard it's amazing. I need that to come to Tanger. Yeah. Because obviously New York is sold out immediately. Yes. For, I think, for years. Oh, my god. I'm pretty positive when it went on show. It was, so, it was literally sold out forever. Well, I've heard, you know, it's it's an incredible, like, story to watch, but it's also kind of like watching a magic show. Like, there's so many illusions that happen on stage oh, yeah, that true. I'd be so interested in watching that. I read, I remember when the book came out, because I guess, well, book or play, whatever you want to call it, um, I read it, like, so quick, because it was written. Have you read the book? Mm-mm. You haven't read it? So, no, it's not, literally. I read the originals. Oh, you read the originals. Okay, yeah. Yep. So, the when the book came out, like, it literally is like a play. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the Cursed Child. And I was like, this would be so interesting to see. And I want to get tickets and sold out. Anyways, <laughs> sad day. Um, so you go through app, you did the legally bond thing, but that's kind of it. With yeah. The place. So as you were doing the uh, the English route, mm-hmm. um, was it kind of like hurting you not being part of that? You know, part of that world. I missed it for sure. Yeah. But you know, I I took in the English department. I took like a drama studies class where I got to at least read these shows and and write papers on these plays that I've always loved. And um, I did get to take a few theater classes, like page and stage classes. Oh, that's cool. What Mm -hmm. is page and stage? What's that? Um, It was just, honestly, it was to fulfill like a gen ed requirement. I think a lot of people took it at App State. Um, But, you know, it just gave me kind of that dose of theater that I had been missing. That's amazing. Yes, yes. So you got through App. this is a side note. Is that where you met Emily? Did you know her before that? That's where I met Emily. Okay. Um, we like randomly started messaging each other when we both got accepted to app and we were looking for roommates. I did not know her at all. I just saw her on an app state Facebook page and I was like, do you want to live together? And the rest is history. That is we insane. Lived, I know. We lived together. She was my freshman roommate all four years. That's awesome. I know. I, I've always, I've always wanted to ask one of you guys that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Then, <laughs> anyways, so you went through and finished. Obviously, you graduated. Yes. Um, after that, did you? What, what, what did life go after that? So after that, I ended up graduating. Um, uh, the English became a minor. I ended up graduating with um a degree in business psychology. Okay. So I came home and you know I started working. But I think a lot of people can probably relate to the like post graduation slump. I don't want to call it a depression, but I, I mean, was not loving my life yeah. after college. Straight up, yeah. Yeah, and so one night I just kind of Googled, um, you know, auditions in Winston Salem or like auditions in the Triad. No way. Yeah. Yes. And then that's how I I found that a local company was doing um, Shakespeare in Love. Uh, and I auditioned for that, and yeah, that's kind of how I started working with some local companies. No mm-hmm. way. So you look at auditions, and 
you saw that and that's did you get what you wanted in that one too um no (laughs) okay let's talk about that okay I shouldn't say that actually I got a part I mean I had like two lines um and at first I was like I don't know it's a big time commitment you know for for two lines um but I'm so glad that I did end up accepting that role because I met so many wonderful people and, you know, from doing that show, you know, I I started doing other shows and it was a snowball effect. So I'm I'm very happy that I ended up in that production. Shakespeare in Love. Shakespeare in Love. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard about that one. Who wrote that one? Well, it's based on a Gwyneth Paltrow movie. What? Yeah, it's, I think it was like a 90s movie. It was Gwyneth Paltrow and Joseph Fiennes. Um, He never looked better. He looks incredible. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah, and it's such a romantic movie. But, yeah, the play is the same thing. It's just, like, it tells the story of Shakespeare's muse, I guess. No way. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Isn't there a conspiracy where, like, people don't know if Shakespeare was actually a real person? I feel like I've heard some of that. I have, too. But... Like, of course he is. Yeah, he has to be a real person. There's no way We have not. so many plays. Yes. <laughs> I, I forgot where I heard that. That was like, it's not really proven that he was a real person. I was like, I think he was. Yeah, I'm going to disagree. I'm, I'm yeah. on the Shakespeare was a real person. Yeah, train. we're on that side of it. I'm pretty sure I've heard that. And I was like, that's, that's insane. Anyways, so Shakespeare and Love, you had two lines. Yes. And at first you were like, oh my God, two lines. Why am I doing all this time practicing for two lines? But then yeah. Did it met all the amazing people? Yes. Led to more opportunities. Mm-hmm. So let's go from there. So when what was next? After that, um, there were some like play festivals, like one act play festivals, um, and then a little bit later that year, a Spirit Gum Theater Company was doing Marion, um, the True Tale of Robin Hood. Oh, I've heard of that. It was such a cute and fun show. Um, it's like. It's kind of like, okay, so what if Robin Hood was a woman? Like, what if Robin Hood was just made Marion in disguise? Okay. It's an incredible story, and there was so much, um, like, fighting. I got to learn a lot of fight choreography. Oh, I loved that play. Okay, so Haley can fight. I can fight. That was it was with swords? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Haley... <laughs> Haley's a swordsman. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting crazy. Watch out. Yeah. Yes. And I love that because I love watching behind the scenes of a lot of things and seeing like you be you have you, you jump into this character fully, like being able to fight and, and do this or dancing, whatever, just seeing all all the skills you get to learn yeah. to be these characters is mm-hmm. super amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. So when I guess to learn how to fight, did they just put you with like someone who was a professional or how how that worked? Yeah, so we um we actually got a fight choreographer. He's a professor at Wake Forest. Um and he agreed to, you know, come help with the show. No way. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um his name's Michael Campman. And after that show I actually took a class with him just, you know, stage combat because it's so fun to to kinda learn how to do that. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Did it require a lot of uh, a lot of cardio? Were you like 
You know, you can wear you out yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was it was like a, like a training session, you know, almost. Yeah, well, it's kind of like learning a dance because to keep the actors safe, it's like you oh, have to know yeah. exactly, you know, at this point I strike here, at this point I block here. Yeah. Because, like, if not, you could get hurt. So it's really like learning the it's moves to a dance. It's literally a choreograph. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna practice after this. <laughs> you got we're, it. You're gonna fight. Um, <laughs> so you did that, which yes. is super awesome. Mm-hmm. And then um, when did you get on the like on the board? Was that super later on? Yeah. So I actually I'm a board member at Camel City Playhouse. Yeah. Um, which is one of the newer theater companies in Winston Salem, maybe the newest. Um, and my first time working with them was this year, actually. I was in A Streetcar Named Desire in May. Um, and that, I loved that show so much. Um, it was really a special experience. And after that, I just didn't want to stop working with that group of people, with that theater company. Um, so I let the artistic director know, like, you know, outside of acting, please let me know what I can do to be involved. Um, and so I joined as a board member, and now I get to see kind of a behind-the-scenes look at everything. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> so awesome. It's fun, yeah. Yes, okay. That's recent. Jump, jump back. Okay. So back after, back back in those, back after the Shakespearean love, what actors, actresses were you like inspired by at that point, either in the play setting or even the the movie setting? Oh gosh. Well, working locally, I'm inspired by like the people that I've been working closely okay. with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, when I first graduated and I was a sad girl and I was googling like auditions in Winston I didn't realize the caliber of talent that I would you know be working with um but these people they are so talented and they you know they inspire me and they push me to be better you know I have to that's Mm -hmm. amazing I mean even as far I think like triad stage in Greensboro and there's a bunch here it's crazy how obviously everyone has like the big name plays and Broadway and all that stuff but if you take it bring it locally like it's just as fulfilling Oh, yeah. You know, I think that's so awesome. There's communities packed into, like, every, almost every single city, mm-hmm. you know, of, of doing this. And I'm sure it's cool that you have local inspiration. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's a bunch of people who are doing what they love. Yeah. And they're really good at it. There's yeah. so much talent here. I, acting, to me, is... <laughs> I don't I, I don't see how you guys do it. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I always ask this question when I see actor on TV or whatever. Like, how do you come out of that character after playing it for weeks mm-hmm. you know so how's that work for you do you have to have some kind of like ritual to where you can break free from a character like how's that work with you um so something that one director in particular that I've been working with that she kind of got us started on she likes to do check-ins before um each rehearsal you know we'll we'll kind of go around and the cast will kind of say how they're feeling that day and if they have any boundaries that they would like to set before rehearsals. Um, so they check in and kind of leave their days behind them. Okay, and good. then we rehearse. And then after rehearsal, we, we do our little, I guess, check outs. And that's, you know, kind of like, okay, so for the two hours or three hours that we're rehearsing, we're in it. We're locked in. We did our check-ins. But then after that, you know, 
you can kind of leave that behind you if you're playing a, a particularly dark part. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm watching, I mean, I'm thinking about all the movies I've seen, and I'm wondering how in the world, after hours and hours and hours of being that character, like, I'm thinking of Heath Ledger's, and, like, yeah, you know, rest in peace, insane Joker, ridiculous. Even Joaquin Phoenix, him playing a Joker, oh, like, yeah. I don't, how do you break free from that? There's no way, I don't think I'll be able to, like, just completely let that character just go. And maybe mentally they're never really gone because mm-hmm. you play that character, but... That's, that's very impressive. I've, I'm thinking that there's a lot of therapy involved. <laughs> well, right now in the show I'm in, I'm, I'm playing someone who's um, dealing with loss. And um, she's definitely, you know, she's dealing with depression. She's going through a rough time. Um, and there are so many things throughout the day that my character's name is Hilda. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that make me think of Hilda. Um, but I don't find myself like going to the, the dark places where she's at, you know, she's just with me and I think about her a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's a good way to go about it. I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And with you now, you're also work. you're even back then you were working and doing this play on the side. So how do you. How do you find a balance? I mean, because you're obviously oh, you're you're probably doing these rehearsals every single day. Yeah, so. yeah, we do. Uh, I work, you know, until five every day, and then I have rehearsal at six thirty, and I'll get out between eight thirty and nine. Oh, so man. it's a commitment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. For but sure. I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't love it. Exactly. So it's I'm completely fine with it taking all my time. <laughs> Good, yeah, good. In a streetcar named Desire. Mm-hmm. When when was that? That was May of this year, that so was it was just year. a few months ago. That was recent. Okay, I won't go back to some <laughs> So, what were some plays after Shakespeare? Yeah, so after Shakespeare and Marion. Okay, so Marion yes. closed yes. Um, late 2019. Yes. Okay. So we know what's coming next. Oh <laughs> no. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. So um, 2020 rolls around and. Live theater came to a screeching halt. Oh, God. So, so sad. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, like, the relationships, you know, made in this community, they were very strong, and we um, we stayed in touch. We created a, a group called Socially Distant Shakespeare. No way. Yeah, this was, like, spring and summer mm-hmm. of um, 2020, so, like, the, the toughest times. Every single Friday night, um, we would get on a Zoom call, and like me and my, a group of actors would read a different Shakespeare play every Friday. No way. Yeah. You would just read through the line. Yeah, and I mean, it's all we had to look forward to, so we were taking it seriously. There was one person appointed like director each week, so they would cast it and then they would send out a message like you know Haley you're playing this part you're playing this part and so we would go into these zoom calls knowing what parts we're playing and you know just trying to make the most of a terrible time the free piece of podcast is sponsored by zipster specializing in custom websites and local design you don't have to lift a finger to look cool online visit zipster.com and see what they can do for you Hey y'all, it's Ashley Johnson, and you're listening to Free Pizza. Oh my gosh, I don't, I, it's funny, because we're kind of, the pandemic is still happening, I don't think the virus is going anywhere, but um, it's crazy that we lived through that, 
You know what yes. I'm saying? I can't believe it. You know, it just, mm-hmm. it doesn't, you mentioned it just now. It's like, oh, that's right. We did go through that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say the theater company is because I don't want to put them on blast. But um, where I work, I praise cars. Mm-hmm. And I remember this theater company in Greensboro, they kept bringing us these cars. And I was like, why are you selling us all these cars? It was all the same cars. She was like, well, whenever people come to town for their plays, we give them cars to use to get around because mm-hmm. they're in town they're going like on tours and stuff yeah and i was like since the pandemic they just didn't need them there's anymore there's no need for like we're, oh. we're selling it to, just, to, just to save some money so sad and i was just like oh my god this is this is horrible mm-hmm. and you talking about the pandemic like i forgot we that that happened at, at where i work yeah it was so sad it was sad and like of course at this point point of 2020 we didn't know what life was going to look like Mm. in the future i was like in my lifetime will there ever be live theater again which is such a sad thing to think about gosh depressing yeah so um you know thank goodness we we've come out of that yes yeah and so i guess it was last year it was 2021 when theater started reopening Mm. um just with you know um lots of rules about you know how many audience members you can have and how far apart they're sitting um so actually the first thing i did uh after you know we started kind of getting back to it was an outdoor production of Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, yes. It was so fun. I had never done anything outside like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we were doing it each night kind of like in, at twilight, you know, the sun was going down. Yeah. Oh, and you know, everyone was just so so happy to be there after, you know, a year of not doing anything, mm-hmm. that was a really special time. Oh my gosh, everyone was super energized and oh, just super yeah. hype. Mm-hmm. It was these people that you were connected with all through the years. And yeah, yes, it was so. a lot of people who I was so happy to work with again. Um, but also, you know, I made new friends and it was just such a happy time. I love that. Yeah. It's amazing. So, what character did you play in the Night Stream? I played Puck. Okay. Which incredible part you know puck is the mischievous fairy that causes all the problems in the show so i was just (laughs) running around like a hooligan having the time of my life (laughs) oh my god yes yeah that was and so of course you had a great time playing puck yes um it's funny my brother i believe played in that in high school really Um, when he went to southeast Mm-hmm. Um, brother through, through marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, now think of it. I went to a bunch of his plays in high school. Actually, he did Rent as well. <gasps> you know, I love Rent. He did all that, of, of course. The <laughs> project you, you have you not been in Rent before? No. Really? No. Actually, oh. Camel City Playhouse just did Rent um, back in <sighs> June, and I loved it. It might have been like the one musical that I would audition for because I love it so much, but it conflicted with the other show I was in. Oh, I didn't think about the conflict of the mm-hmm. timing and everything. Yep. That's a bummer. Yeah, you have to pick, pick and, and choose, choose. sometimes. Oh, there's so many good ones you can be in. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, Puck was the, the Haley return to, to, yes, to whatever. Yes, such a good return. He's like, yes. Did that, did that for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, so the, the rehearsal process is usually like a month and a half. Okay. And then when you actually put up a show, a lot of the local companies will do it for two weekends or three weekends. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So for people who aren't familiar with this this world, this industry, with uh, you preparing for a show, is every night you're going through different scenes when you're practicing or you do the whole thing just every night? Like, how does it usually work? Yeah, so 
early days, you're picking um, particular scenes. Like the director will will map out a schedule um, and give it to the cast. And you know, a lot of times you might not be called on a certain night just because, oh, they're not running my scene tonight, so I get to stay home. Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah. early days, it's just certain scenes at a time. And then as you start getting closer mm. to the production, it's like, okay, now every rehearsal, we're running the whole show. So mm, it's like wow. the whole cast is called. Wow. So you guess mm-hmm. to the last few weeks or whatever, it's mm-hmm. just like kind of intense. So every single night, we're doing this whole thing. Yeah, especially once you're you're getting to like tech rehearsals and dress rehearsals. You know, you, you can plan to be on there pretty late. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. So maybe some of the, the, the not so good parts. So are there any challenging parts or really part or maybe some days you're not feeling it or is it, are they pretty strict with, I guess, how you're performing? Like how do you, are you taking feedback and criticism? Like what are some yeah. of the, the, the downsides of the, the industry? <laughs> Honestly, when I'm, the shows that I've been in, I've felt so supported and I've had really great directors. Um, I guess a challenge, you know, is even before you're in it, you have to audition for it. Oh, yes, very And, true. Yeah. you know, I've done a lot of shows. I still get nervous for auditions. I was wondering, yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. So I think that would be like a low for me. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm thinking like maybe, you know, maybe one rehearsal, you just, you just not mentally there. And that absolutely. And it's not that I've ever, you know, felt like a a director has been super critical of me or my performance, but I'm critical of myself. Yeah. There are just rehearsals and, and shows where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm doing all the lines the same. I'm doing all my blocking the same, but it's like my head is just not, it's not clicking today. And it's, I get so angry at myself, you know, Mm. but everyone else is is so lovely to me. (laughs) Well, because I feel like you're going through that is not uncommon. Everyone goes through that. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You're not going to be on it a hundred percent all the time. Yeah. So, you know, one bad rehearsal, it's all good. Absolutely. You know? know? Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So... After that one, after Midsummer Night's uh, Dream, playing Puck, mm-hmm. was it kind of momentum kind of there? Like you were just... Yeah, you know? so we closed. That was fall of last year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was 2021. And then early 2022 um, is when they did auditions for A Streetcar Named Desire. Yes, yes. And that has been the one show that I have thought like, I might die if I don't get this by <laughs> because I love A Streetcar Named Desire. Okay. It's just one of my favorite stories ever told. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was incredibly, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself, say, but yeah. it, it paid off. It was incredibly special. So tell us why you wanted this particular part. Yeah, so. And what part was it? Uh, Stella. Okay. Um, and this is kind of what I was hitting on before. Whenever you're doing a classic like Tennessee Williams, Streetcar Named Desire, I just feel like there's some sort of, oh, I'm going to live forever now. I'm part of the history of this show. I don't know. Maybe that's like a narcissistic thing no, to say. No, that's real. But it's just, yeah, it's just this story is, is part of history, and now I'm a tiny little part of it. Um, yeah, I loved the play. I wrote papers about it in college um, just because it, it felt really before its time, um, how it explores, you know, gender and mental health. Um, 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. I've not heard about that place, so that yeah. seems like a very good one. Oh, it was wonderful. I had a really great experience. Oh my gosh. What's the premise of the, of the, of the story? Yeah, so it follows, the three main characters are Blanche, Stella, and Stanley. Okay. Um, Stella and Stanley are, you know, a married couple. Um, you know, they're they're happy with their tiny little apartment in New Orleans until Stella's sister Blanche comes to town. And she decides to live with them. And immediately, Blanche and Stanley, um, who are in-laws, it's like just fireworks. They are oil and water. They, um, yeah, it's like an explosive situation. Yeah, they don't get along. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go research that a little bit. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's a really amazing show. Um, And that was one that, you know, it explores, there was a lot of violence in that too, so kind of that stage combat comes back. Um, we also worked really closely with an intimacy director, okay. um, and that's kind of new. I think maybe since the Me Too movement, that's kind of been a way to keep actors safe and protected. Wow. Has been, you know, we choreograph these fights, but we also choreograph these intimate scenes and romantic scenes. Um, and so... You know, kind of getting to do that. I was always kind of aware that this was a new thing, but I worked really closely with the person in Streetcar, um, and it was really, it was, it was a really good experience. I didn't think about there being an intimacy coach. Mm-hmm. Wow, is that kind of a thing on all levels of even like big movies? And stuff I like that? feel like it's trickling down from like oh, these bigger, like from maybe there. from Hollywood and from Broadway. I feel like it's becoming more known about locally um but yeah it's and it feels like a no-brainer it's like of course you shouldn't be having like these sex scenes and these intimate scenes without without like someone there choreographing it and making sure that the actors are safe and like no boundaries are being crossed wow yeah that i guess that would make a lot of sense of obviously we see a lot of movies so like set scenes and with i'm just like how do you even get in that mindset of being Mm-hmm. able to do that yeah okay. and it really helps working with one of these directors because you know you have these conversations from the start like this is what I felt comfortable with this is what I don't want to do um, and then the actual physical act of what you're doing on stage it's choreographed it's like oh I know he's going to put his hand here at this time there's like nothing there's nothing in the gray area it's like I know everything that's coming he's not going to surprise me and so in that way I feel safe and I feel like I'm able to put an even better performance you know? Wow. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah it's very eye-opening, actually. Now yeah. I'm going to look at movies and like that a little different. Like, okay, there's probably just someone there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's a script for everything, but as an intimacy coach, that's, that's new to me. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. It's it's new in general, and yeah. I'm excited about it. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and that was this year. Yes. And that's when you got interested in helping out more behind the scenes, being on the board and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yep. So that show was done through Camel City Playhouse, and that's the the playhouse that I'm on the board at now just because I had such a great time. That's amazing. So, yeah. yes, tell us about your experience on the board. I know you get a lot of behind-the-scenes looks at, look at things. So, yes, tell us about your role there. Yeah, well, it's been a lot of fun. I've been working, um, you know, I'll work as, like, a volunteer coordinator, you know, trying to reach out to community members and see, um, you know, who's interested in, in volunteering, not just as an actor, but behind the scenes, too. Um, 
also help with marketing and there's a lot that goes in it because this particular company they're not just doing plays and musicals they'll put up um you know like stand-up comedy nights or they're about to do like um a country music show and so there's a lot of planning and coordination that goes into it it's a lot Mm. of fun that's amazing you're involved in all this yeah i try to be it's a little bit harder now that i'm also in a a play with another company yeah yeah but yeah i i do what i can (laughs) it's on the board though and that's that's amazing Ooh, behind the scenes, I love behind the scenes. I love seeing process, so I'm mm-hmm. sure it's very inspiring to see and just it's a cool yeah. look at you know the side of it. Yeah, we've got a great team of people who maybe being on stage, you know, it's not their choice, it's not their thing, mm-hmm. um, but they're awesome building sets and working, you know, lights and technical stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. That's so amazing. Yeah. Um. So. I guess now you're working on what's the, what's the play called? It's called the Thin Place. The Thin Place, and you've been working on that for how long now? Um, I guess probably a month, or maybe like three weeks. Okay, three weeks. This is very fresh. Yeah, yeah. I was cast probably three weeks ago, okay. um, and it'll open October fourteenth. Yeah, so we're like right in the middle of it now. We're going to rehearsals every night. Um, it's, I think it's going to be a really good show. That's going to be so awesome. So what's the premise of that? Are you able to tell what the story is? Sure. Yeah. So, um, it follows, uh, my character, her name is Hilda mm-hmm. and Hilda, she has a little bit of a sixth sense. Okay. Um, and she wants to use it to connect with her mother who has passed. Um, but she's also terrified of what will happen if she does do that because she knows you know, there are darker things that I could be calling upon. So she ends oh, up, wow. yeah, kind of having a friendship with um, this other woman, Linda, who's a more, like, professional psychic. And it follows their friendship. And, yeah, it's it's dark and spooky and really, really an interesting show. I love that. Mm-hmm. I just had a good idea. What? What if? Maybe it's probably something we talk to, talk to about, talk about after, but I should interview all that people in the play. Yeah, it's a cast of four people. It's just four people? Yeah. We can to do that before. You can be the first of the four. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, maybe talk <gasps> yeah. to them and see if they want to And do also that. The, the director and stage manager yes. are people I've worked with for years. Really talented actors and directors. Okay, so after the show, we'll talk more in detail about that stuff. I literally yes. had that idea. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool just to advertise the show and just have them on here, tell mm-hmm. their stories, and get more pumped about them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. We'll come back to that after this. <laughs> so, yeah, so you're preparing for that now, which is super cool. And let's talk about the future a little bit. Mm-hmm. So do you want to maybe pursue this on a bigger level someday? I don't know. Like, I'm so happy with my life as it is right now. It's, you know, I'm able to, to tell the stories that I want to tell, you know, already. Um, so I don't see myself, like, moving to New York or anything like that. Mm. If... If the casting director of Succession called me up and said, like, we need you to play Roman Roy's love interest, you know, you wouldn't see me anymore. I'd be gone. Haley's gone. (laughs) Haley's gone. But, you know, until then, I don't know. I'm just kind of taking the opportunities as they come. Yeah. Yeah. So what is other succession <laughs> which i haven't seen yet i heard it's oh, really good daniel it's so good i heard it's really good you need to see it okay so would you be would you ever do like a short film kind of thing would you act in those too i totally would i'd be a little nervous to see myself like on camera yeah just because i'm 
always doing stage acting. Um, mm, very true. But there's definitely, you know, it opens. There's different opportunities if you're on camera. You know, you can give more of like an understated performance mm. than you're able to do on stage. Yeah. So I'd be open to it. That'd be very, I didn't think that like acting on the, in the movie screen was probably different than on a stage. Yeah. As far as like how, how you feel. You can, you know, on on camera you can just kind of give like a little twitch of of your eye and be able to convey a feeling it's a little harder to do that on stage you have to be a little bit more expressive so it's just like different yeah Yeah. styles i didn't think about that because you probably use more of your body on stage yeah a little bit oh okay i like that i didn't didn't, (laughs) didn't take that into account see that's why i had this show (laughs) that was my eyes to a lot of new things i'm so glad of course of course of course um so have you seen barry Oh my gosh, I've seen, I think, the first two seasons. I'm not caught up on season three okay, yet. Okay, talking to you now makes me think of Barry, because obviously the producer yeah. shows that they're on stage as well, doing mm-hmm. plays. I'm and, also a hitman, so I uh, really connect with that. See, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it, Haley. <laughs> you can fight and you're a swordsman, <laughs> you know. And such an, such an impressive show. It's crazy seeing someone, an actor, an actress, playing an actor and actress and like them acting bad on it's mm-hmm. just that has to be an insane skill set to yeah. act badly on purpose you know what i'm saying yes like barry going there and like being a like terrible actor at first and was like how do you act badly on purpose yeah. as a good actor and it seems even harder for um the character sally yes. because like she's not a bad actor the character sally but like she's not the best it's like somehow this actress who plays sally is able to find that space they're incredible insane yeah absolutely insane mm-hmm. so throwing you i was like i wonder if she's seen barry okay i like barry yes yes <laughs> now i'm more intrigued to watch more show watch more plays and stuff like now they're talking yes. to you so i'm going to see your play of course october yes. 14th through through october 23rd okay 20th oh wow okay so a week yeah, we'll we'll go two weekends. Two weeks. Two week- It'll oh, so be weekends. Friday to Sunday each Oh, so weekend. it's just weekends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you'll do it six times. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So, okay, when you're doing these multiple times, does it, or do you find it harder to do it some nights than others? Are all, is it all pretty smooth? Yeah, well, there's going to be nights where, like opening night, I'm going to be more nervous than, of course, than any other night. I try to tell my friends and family, like, don't go on opening night. Go on, like, the second night. I feel like that'll be my sweet spot. But at the same time, you know, those nerves can really, I don't know, amp up your performance and and create something beautiful. So I feel a little different with every single performance, but that doesn't mean that one is going to be, like, particularly amazing or one's going to be particularly bad. They're just going to be different. That makes sense. Because it's funny when it goes to, I guess, musicians on tour some will say like it's better to go when they're fresh at the beginning Mm -hmm. and also the last show when they're ready for it to be over (laughs) you know what i'm saying so i wonder with you is it better to go when you're fresh or is it better to go so yours is in the middle yeah i would say like the first saturday so that's usually the second performance um but also you know the second weekend too I, i feel like really strong performances and there's maybe more emotion when you're about to close there's some sadness there um so yeah i think you're gonna get a a good show no matter when you come yeah absolutely (laughs) and of course i have to ask how do you handle mess ups during the during the plays has that ever happened to you gosh um yeah everyone you know has experienced like flubbing a line or 
you know, in the moment, like, oh my God, what's my next line? <laughs> it's a bad feeling. So, oh my gosh, I can I can only imagine eyes on you from the from yeah. the from the people watching. You just like, what is my line? It's not a good feeling. You're sitting there with silence. <laughs> and usually, you know. It's like muscle memory, like maybe in my head, I'm like, wait, what's coming next? But like my body just knows what's coming next and I'll just say it because it's become muscle memory. But also like if I do completely freeze on a line or if one of my cast members does, you know, we support each other even through that. Like if if your cast member is clearly, you know, hesitated, if if they're missing their, their line, you just kind of help them out, nudge them along, and, you know, it's a team effort for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yo, that's, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> October 14th, I'm definitely going to come to the yes. second, just uh, <laughs> Saturday. Okay, yeah, come Saturday. The You'll be spot. there um, with my family. Oh, I'll make sure <laughs> I sit I with told, them too. Yep, that's when I told everyone to come. <laughs> um, That's so cool. I'm yeah. so excited for you. This Thank is you. great. It's funny, uh, when I texted you probably like last week. Mm-hmm. I was, because I saw your Instagram, I was just like, wait a minute, Haley, oh, let me hit Haley up so she wants to get on the podcast. And we made it happen so quick. I was so excited. Yes. Yeah, this is my first podcast to be interviewed on. I've done little, like, voice acting things, yeah. but I was so excited just to sit and talk with you. Yes, of course. <laughs> and you're part of Free Pizza Journey. I'm Yay! I'm super hyped. Um, <laughs> thank you for doing this so much. Thank you for coming. Yeah, yeah, the coffee and everything. So, yes, October, please go support Haley. Um, so where is it? by the way yeah so it is gonna be downtown winston um the space is called mount castle forum it's right next to the haynes brand theater um it's on spruce street yeah yeah but if you're interested in like getting tickets or anything um the the theater company is called spirit gum theater company and they can be found you know on instagram facebook they have a website Yes, and I will link all that in the description as well. And hopefully I can get the other actors and actresses on the show. Yeah, I'll talk to them about yeah, it. Yeah, talk to them see if they're interested because I want to do it before mm-hmm. the play comes out. Of course. Oh, thank you. Of course, of course. Well, yes, thank you everyone for listening. This has been so great. Haley is a beast. Uh, we're going <laughs> to do a fight choreography in the sunroom. Yes. And Shorty's going to direct us. <laughs> Oh, they're chilling. Um, but yes, please tell your friends about the show and, you know, keep supporting me. And thank you. If you got this far through the podcast, thank you for listening. This is amazing. Um, I'm going to fight Haley now. Um, <laughs> we're out of here. Bye. <laughs> the Free Pizza Podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google App Store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, MySpace, Live Journal, Twitter. We tweet. We'll do smoke sniggles. Whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.